0: Most people don't like change. <laughs> Even people who say they like change don't want someone to force them to stop changing, because for that, uh, for them, that would be change, and they don't like that. We, we like things to kind of stay the same way. That's why so much of what Jesus teaches is so hard for us to accept and even more difficult for us to actually do because Jesus sees our sin sick world in a very different way than we see it. We're kind of used to it. And in fact, much of the sinfulness around us, we just don't even notice anymore because we've seen it so much and it's just the way things are. Jesus sees things the way they should be. And so he challenges us to change, to do things differently, to do things his way. That's hard. We don't like that. The disciples didn't like it. Here in John chapter 13, Jesus gave his disciples, and by the way, he gives this to us too, a new command. He even calls it that. This is something new. It's something different. It's change. Change. And at first, it didn't sound so difficult, but the ramifications of this command are huge. Maybe that's why Peter changes the subject in the very next verse. But what Jesus tells his followers here in verses 34 and 35, this is essential for us to understand. Here it is, verse 34. A new command I give you Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Love one another. That sounds so simple. We learned that back in preschool vacation Bible school. And we've heard that over and over and over again all through our Christian life. Love one another. That's easy, right? Mm. Not so much. It's harder than we might think. We, we, We all have people in our lives that are difficult to love. And okay, let's admit it, sometimes we have been that person who is difficult to love. Everybody has a bad day. Everybody has things that go wrong. Everybody has those days when they're just not in the mood. Well, the context of this particular statement that Jesus makes is much more than just a bad day. Jesus has just told his disciples that one of them, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. And that Peter, the rock... The strongest of the disciples, he would deny Jesus not just once, but three times before the night was over. And the end result of that evening, Jesus was going to be arrested, and then he would be tried in an illegal trial. And then the next day they would watch him march up Calvary and die on the cross. These 12 men had devoted their lives for the last three years to following Jesus. And from their perspective on this night, it sounded like the whole world was crashing in on top of them. And one of them was going to be the cause. And the strongest among them, Peter, was going to fail. This wasn't just a a bad day. This was the most horrific thing they could imagine. And it is in that context that Jesus makes this statement. A new command I give you. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. On what was the worst day of their lives, Jesus tells them, love each other. In the same way that I have loved you, love each other. Tonight's going to be terrible. Tomorrow is going to be devastating. And all of you are going to fail miserably. And the temptation after that." is to blame each other, to strike out at each other, and then to fragment, to leave, to just say, I can't take this anymore. But Jesus tells his disciples, don't do it. Don't do it. What I have called you to do is too important. You need each other. Love one another, even when it's hard. Love one another, even when you don't want to be with each other. Love one another. It's harder than you think, and it's more important than you realize. Like most kids who grew up in the 60s, I wanted to be an astronaut. It sounded really exciting to fly through space, to go and explore the moon. And then I saw the capsule those guys had to fit into. They rode in this little three-seat triangle about the size of a refrigerator for a week. They got to know each other really, really well. I mean, you can imagine how that would be, to be in that little confined space for a week. I would go through my entire repertoire of jokes in about Oh, two hours. (laughs) Only six days and 22 hours to go. But they made it work. Those three guys in that little capsule, they made it work for a very important reason. Their lives depended on them getting along together. They all had a job to do, and each of the tasks they were performing were absolutely essential, not only to get them to the moon, but to get them back home. And so, some of those things that might have seemed important somewhere else, you know, what kind of cologne the guy next to you was wearing what color the seat covers were in the capsule, Uh, some of those things that in another context might have seemed very, very important, in that context didn't matter all that much. What mattered was doing the job. What mattered was making it to the moon safely and then making it back home to their family and friends. Getting along for the astronauts was a matter of life and death. Now, the problem is, we don't see it that way in our Christian walk. We figure, you know, if we don't get along, we'll just go to the church down the street uh, until we don't get along with them, and then we'll go to the next church down the street. We don't see loving one another as a decision of life and death importance. But Jesus did. He knew that what we are doing in the kingdom of God is so important. We have to be willing to set aside our petty differences and make a decision. And the decision is this. I'm going to love my brothers and sisters in Christ in the same way that God loves me. That means I am going to see them as a vital part of God's kingdom. It means that I'm going to be willing to forgive them. And I'm going to be willing to ask them for their forgiveness. It means that I'm going to be willing to lay down my life for them. That's a tall order. That's hard to do. That's a change from how we usually approach life. Most times in life, if if things aren't going well, you just pick up and move. But we can't do that. It's worth it to love each other. It's the way the world sees Jesus. Now, I know we say this a lot. We say it so often it's almost become a cliche when we say you may be the only Bible that someone else ever reads. Or put another way, someone amongst your friends, amongst your neighbors, amongst your coworkers, amongst your schoolmates, They are going to decide what they think about Jesus by what they think about you. But that's exactly what Jesus tells his disciples in verse 35. He says, by this, by the fact that you love one another, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if You love one another. Jesus says that this is how the people around you are going to know you as followers of Christ. By the way you treat each other. The reason for loving one another is not a way to get a pat on the back or not a way to get personal satisfaction. The object is much more significant than that. The reason for loving each other as believers is so that the world can see Jesus. Jesus says something so profound here we almost miss it. He says that this is the true sign of the church. Not miracles, not creeds, not numbers. Not buildings. All those things are, are, are great and all of them are important and all of them in the right context reveal the power and the mercy of God. They're all very significant. But what is it that shows the world that we are a church? What is it that shows the world that we are disciples of Christ? The way that we love each other. Now, Jesus has just shown them an example. We looked at this last week when He washed their feet. And in just a few short hours, He was going to give them the greatest example of this of all. As He would give His life on the cross. Now, just before that, as He prays in in the Garden of Gethsemane, this this final prayer while He's here on earth that Jesus lifts up to his, His Father, one of the things that he asks, and you can imagine this, 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 this prayer was of great importance in the life of Jesus. And so what he's praying for, everything that he says has tremendous significance in that prayer. And, and one of the things that he prays in that prayer, he prays that God will bring his followers together. That they will love each other. Just as Jesus is loving. That's how significant this is. I mean, this is the whole ball game. We cannot reach the world for Christ if we don't love each other the way Christ loves us. I have a telescope at home that my dad bought for me when I was 12. It actually still works. Fairly well. I have used that telescope through the years to see craters on the moon, to see the rings of Saturn, to see the moons of Jupiter. But over the years, things have gotten a little fuzzy. Literally. Forty years worth of dust has collected on that telescope. And I hadn't used it for a great number of years and got it out of the box. And I had to clean the dust off the lenses just to be able to see anything. Jesus wants us to understand that about our relationships with each other. When we love each other as believers, when we love each other as as followers of Christ, we provide a crystal clear path for the world to see Jesus. But when we don't, when we allow our disagreements and squabbles to fester and we don't really deal with it, we just kind of, oh, I I, you know, when we just set it aside or when we leave and go somewhere else, when we do all of those kinds of things, it's like pouring dust on the lens. And after a while, the world doesn't see Jesus, they just see all the Dust. And that's why Jesus makes this statement at this crucial point in his relationship with his disciples. He literally has just a few more moments with them. This is something that is so important that he uses these final minutes with his disciples to tell them this. Just guys love each other. As I have loved you, love each other. This is big. We got to get this right. Now all of us from time to time allow a little dust to settle on the lens. Like I said, this is change for us. This isn't normally the way that we deal with with interrelationships. You know, normally if if there's a relationship that is important enough, We'll work on it and try to fix it and do everything we can to take care of it. But some of those other relationships, if we don't see it as being all that important in our life, we'll just set it aside. That's just the way it is. What Jesus is calling us to do is totally different from what we normally would do. It's a big change. But it's a change we have to do. So we all need to take out the telescope do a little cleaning. Get rid of some of that dust that we've allowed to settle over the years. We all have those people in our life that we we just need to forgive. You know, we're we're waiting for them to to do what they should have done a long time ago, or we're you know we're we're waiting for them to change, or we're you know we're waiting for them to do whatever we're waiting for them to do. And what we need to do is just forgive them. In the same way that Jesus has forgiven us, we just need to forgive them. And we all have those people in our life that we need to be the one to take the first step and go and say, you know, I've done some things and I've said some things I'm not real proud of and I shouldn't have done that. We need to ask for forgiveness. And the problem is we don't see how important this is. And so we put it off. We say, well, I'll deal with that another day. I'll, I'll, I'll go to that guy another day when it's a little more convenient. And then that another day becomes another day and becomes another day. And it just never happens. And the reason is we don't see this as life and death. We don't see this like Jesus sees it. That the only way the world will see Jesus is if we get this right. That the only way we will transform Springfield is if we get this right that the only way we will impact our world for Christ is if we get this right. If we love one another. Heavenly Father, this is hard because it's different. It's not the way we normally react to things. Normally when we're hurt, we either strike back or we walk away. And God, part of the problem is we don't see how significant this is. We don't see how important this is. And so we make some of the sarcastic remarks. We, we talk behind each other's back. We, we do things that we shouldn't do and that we know better, but we still do them. And we think, well, that doesn't really matter. God, help us to see how much it matters that this is the crux of the matter that we need to love each other the way you love us that that is the only way the world's going to see you god help us to see how important this is that we love one another for it is in jesus name that we pray amen